Hey guys, welcome to the C1 Church Podcast. I pray that this message encourages you, builds your faith, and helps you go after Jesus. If you'd like more information about C1 Church, please go to our website at c1.church. Enjoy the message and be blessed. There's a chapter in the Bible, in the book of Romans, chapter 8. And that chapter starts off with, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You may be seated. And the chapter ends with Paul going through, he's talking about sonship and being adopted. He's talking about how, who, who can accuse people who are in Christ. And he's going through all these things. He said, no one can accuse you. No one can condemn you if you're in Christ. And then he says, what shall we say to such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can be against us? And then he he goes on to say, no, in all this, we are more than conquerors through him, through Christ, who loves us. And and I I just, in my spirit down there, I I, I was wrestling like, man, I I don't want to say that because... Like that might seem a little offensive, but I really felt like the Lord wanted me to say this to someone today. You are not a victim. You are not a victim if you are in Christ. The world might be against you, but if God is for you, what chance does the world have Greater is he who is in us. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Spirit. Then then he who is in the world. Jesus said, take heart. He said, I tell you all these things. He's telling them about how they're going to be arrested and all this stuff. He says, but take heart in this world. You will have trouble. But I've overcome the world. And someone needs to grab a hold of this. Maybe you just need to tell yourself that I'm not a victim. I'm more than a conqueror. That's what God says about me. I'm a son or a daughter of God. Oh, God, I pray that you recalibrate our minds to who you say we are so that we can walk in the fullness of relationship. That Everything you have for us, Lord, that you want to give us. So so many of us are held back. Lord, by embedded sin or, or uh, a mindset that's simply not true and we don't ever walk truly in the fullness of your spirit and relationship that you have for us. We can taste salvation and we visit those good moments with you, but then we go back to this old mindset. Oh God, I pray you change us. Renew our mind right now. Lord, if there, Lord let, let, let this, what you're about to do through your word, start tearing down walls around our hearts so that we might truly hear from you and might truly walk in all the fullness of your presence. It could be in our bedroom. We, could, Lord, I pray recalibrate our minds today that we see ourselves the way you see us. That we identify the way you identify us. That we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. That we are not victims, but we are more than conquerors. That you are for us, not against us. That you go before us. That you're making a way even now. You're making a way in 
Oh, God, and jobs and opportunities and relationships and family. You're making a way in finances as we trust you. Holy Ghost, have your way. Lord, your word is truly anointed, and it changes lives. It pierces it separates soul from spirit, bone from marrow. Oh God, your word is powerful. Lord, now I pray that you anoint me. Help me to say no more, no less than what you would have me to say. Oh, Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you. I need you, Holy Ghost, to say what you have me to say today. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Man, God's good. Good morning again. Still morning. Got, I got an hour and a half left of morning. So today, you might have walked in and noticed something on your chair. It's a gift. It's a gift for you. So um, if you don't like it, you don't have to take it. That's the thing about gifts, really. You don't have to receive the gift, right? Like, the gift is freely yours. Take it. In fact, on the empty seats, go grab more gifts if you want. Um, I don't mind at all. But you can't force someone to, to take a gift or receive a gift. You can't force someone to open a gift. And you can't force someone to use a gift, right? That's one thing about gift giving. Like, good people, like, I, I know most of you are really generous, and um, the people that aren't really generous just raise, no, I'm just joking, don't raise your hand. <laughs> no, but you guys are such a generous church, and um, people, I, I love to see gift givers' faces when they give a gift, because they light up with joy when that person opens the gift. My mom and my dad were gift givers. They loved to give. And, like, I would sit back after I had kids, and I would watch them as my kids were opening gifts, and they would just almost sit with anticipation to see their grandbabies open their gift because the, the wonder in my parents' face was a response to the wonder in my children's face. And one thing I have noticed, though, about people who are really good at giving gifts, they're not so much good at receiving gifts sometimes. But um, today we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit. And the cool thing about God is he's really good at giving gifts. And he's also really good at receiving praise. And so um, we're going to be looking in the chapter in 1 Corinthians. And if you're wondering why the bike's on stage, um, this is... My daughter's Harley, and I'm actually going to ride it right. I'm joking. I'm not. She's like, are you going to give it away, Dad? I'm like, yes, Pastor Ben. I'm going to ask him to ride it today. Um, no. We're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 through 11. Let's just get into it, guys. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Oh, no, that is... That's not the, the right scripture. We're, we're going to read it. If you have your Bible, you have the E version or the tree version. It doesn't matter. Tree version would be a physical book that's made out of paper. E version would be your phone. 
Um, God's word's anointed either way. So um, it says in verse 1, Now, dear brothers and sisters, you know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There is a di- there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, and we're in verse 4. But the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. Verse 6. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. I want us to get this. There's a unity. There's a unity here. It's the same God, different gifts. Same, same Lord, different services. We're gifted differently. So verse 7. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. I was going to tell you guys that gift in your seat is not for you, but I want you to give it to someone else. But then I thought it about the, the repercussions of how creepy that would be. Like, hey, come here, I got some candy for you. <laughs> you know, like, that would be so creepy. And so I was like, no, you, get, get the idea that when God gives us a gift, it's not just for us, it's for someone else. Don't hoard it, but you can eat your own candy. Don't, don't try to give that away. That's, especially after 2020, no one's going to be like, ah, I don't want anything you touched. Um, so... Right, I I just pictured, I I just like, sorry, I'm, my my mind is sorry. I just pictured someone with can, like a chocolate in their pocket, handing it to someone, and they open it, and it's all melted and gooey, and I'm like, yeah, let's just eat the candy while it's fresh. Just, but the idea is that when God gives gifts, it's not just for you. He does give gifts to encourage you, but. He says in verse 7, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. So we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And someone else, the one Spirit, gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from God, from the Spirit of God, or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. So the gifts of the Spirit are much like the fruit of the Spirit in the sense that they come from the Holy Spirit. But obviously the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And when you're walking with God, the Bible says in uh, gosh, Galatians chapter 5, It says that the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. So when you're walking in step with the Spirit, the natural overflow of your life should be the fruit of the Spirit. 
as you walk with Jesus and you let the Holy Spirit transform you, like we talked about last week, the natural overflow is love. It's joy, it's peace, it's patience, it's kindness, it's goodness, it's faithfulness, it's gentleness and self-control. That's the overflow, we said, the COVID test, so to speak, of whether you are actually walking in step with the Spirit of God. And remember, we said walking in step with the Spirit of God is really, simply put, simple obedience. I heard this week from a, a great pastor, his name's David Wilkerson, and he, he went on to say, it's not just, he said it's simple obedience for sure, to put it simply, but he also said it's just say yes. It's say yes to the Spirit. Say yes if he asks you to do something. Say yes if he wants to give you something. Say yes if he, if, if he says go pray with that person, or just simply say yes if God wants to remind you of a promise, like you're my healer. Yes! I'm your provider. Yes, just say yes. Because walking a step with the Spirit isn't just doing what he asks us to do, but it's also receiving what he has for us. And so when we do that, though, we produce fruit. But, this, but the gifts are different. Because the Holy Spirit can't force on you a gift. Each, each one of us, it says, each one of us is is given a gift. You might notice that you didn't get to choose what candy was on your seat. You just got it. Unless you switched it out with someone. Then you might have got to choose, but someone else still didn't get to choose what candy was on their seat. And that's fine. But like the Holy Spirit, he, he determines what gift each person's going to be used in. And, and from my personal walk, I've also discovered that I think as we need the gifts, the Holy Spirit makes them available to us. There have been times where I've been praying with people and the Lord just says, they're dealing with this, 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 and like like personal stuff. There's no way I should know that. And then I, I mention it to them. They're like, how do you know this? Other times the Lord has used me to pray for someone and they got healed. And so, but what, what I'm getting at is it's still the Holy Spirit who gives the gifts. You don't get to determine God, I want this gift right now. No, it's a spirit. And what we do is we walk with our hands like this. We say, God, I surrender to you. As I walk in step, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to be obedient. And then he gives the gifts. But with the gift, he still can't make you use it. He still can't make you receive it. Which brings me to my first thought. A gift must be received. The gift is available. I can't make you take candy off your seat. I can't make you open it. I can't make you eat it. If you don't want the candy, you're just going to leave it there and walk out, which is fine because the staff says amen. We will eat it. I don't mind eating the candy you leave. I got to work on this right here. Did he just do that? I did. I did. Does anything surprise you at this point? Amy's like, nothing surprises me. Absolutely nothing. We had a volunteer night, and my son ran in here in the middle of it. I got up and discreetly walked out to help him use the restroom. And my son comes by it naturally, but he ran right back into the middle to tell mommy, who was hosting the whole event of all of our volunteers. And he goes, Mommy, I pooped in the midst of everything. And 
So nothing surprises Amy anymore. He, my son comes by it naturally. Um, but I can't make you open your gift. I can't make you receive your gift. I can't make you use your gift. Which brings me to this bike. When Sky turned five, I don't know if you noticed, but I have a five-year-old in the body of an eight-year-old. And she is a big girl. She's like this tall. Like, she's just... She's a big girl, and she's beautiful, she's smart, oh man, she's a leader, I just love her, and when she turned five, well, she was just outgrowing all her tricycles, she just, like, her, her knees and her elbows were just knocking, and she, she just couldn't ride them anymore, I was like, it's time to get her a big girl bike, and I was like, sis, you're going to get a big girl bike, and you're going to learn to ride a bike like daddy. And like wh what this is going to do when you learn to ride your bike, daddy and daddy and you can go on big bike rides. We can ride around our neighborhood. And I was trying to help, to help her understand that when she gets a bike, when she receives this gift, it's going to open up a whole new dimension of her, a whole new dimension of my, her relationship with me. Really? Because she'll be able to do more stuff with me if she receives the gift. It, it, it doesn't limit her. Because right now I go on bike rides. and um, But she can't keep up on a tricycle even if I put it on my slowest gear. Like I can literally just walk beside her on a tricycle. And I don't mind doing that. I still do that. But like she can go further on a bike because there's 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 mechanical gears here that make it easier to travel and and there's a crank and then there's all these things that it just makes it easier for her to 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 spend less energy and go further and I told her I said if you just receive this gift and and when you when you, when you get a when you get this bike it's going to open up new dimensions you can go on da with daddy on bike rides and different things like that and she said yeah yeah I can't wait I can't wait oh I and so we went, and we even got her a helmet that it was from Paw Patrol, but it said Sky on it, spelled the same way because there's a character on Paw Patrol named Sky. And she got it, and then she received the gift, but she won't use it. The gift is available. It's in her garage, but she got on it. She's like, this is hard. I'm like... Well, sis, you got to learn to ride it. Like, you know, a tricycle doesn't really take much. It, it balances for you and everything. She's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm just going to stick to my tricycle. I'm like, sis, you're outgrown the tricycle. It's time to move on. you got to mature into something. You can't ride tricycles your whole life. Yeah, I'm talking about bikes. But I'm also not talking about bikes. I don't know if you smell what I'm stepping in. You guys, we got to outgrow our tricycles. We got to mature to the point. Yeah, is it hard to receive? No. It's hard to learn and to use. And what turned my daughter off to riding bikes is because she didn't know how. She didn't know how. Well, how do you learn? How did you guys learn to ride a bike? <laughs> you went to the top of the hill, someone pushed you down. That's one way to learn. That's awesome. You, 
you probably got on a bike and pedaled to where you balanced without the training wheels or something. And you probably fell over several times. You failed at it to discover how to do it. The gifts. The gifts of the Spirit are much the same way. When we're walking in step with the Holy Spirit, we got to mature to the point where we can recognize His voice, and He speaks to us differently. Everyone gets caught up on the still small voice because of a story in 2 Corinthians and Elijah. And people are like, I guess God doesn't speak to me because I've never heard that still small voice. That's not true. God does speak to you all the time, but you have got to put in the hard work of learning the voice. My son had to go through speech therapy to learn how to speak English. And he hears it all the time. But now he won't stop talking, which is awesome. He has such a cute little voice. I love it. But it's hard work. And the Holy Spirit communicates to us differently because we're each different people. And he gives us each different gifts because we're each different people. And it's up to us whether we open it. And it's up to us whether we use it. He's not going to force you to use something. But I really think it starts with learning his voice. I can tell you how it works in my life. And I will. It's a passing thought that I know did not originate within myself. It's just a passing thought. Like, you know how you have those thoughts like, man, did I turn the, did I, did I turn the um, grill off or the gas? You know, like you have those passing thoughts. I can't be the only one that's crazy that talks to myself, right? Or like, um, did I unplug the cop? You know, like, just those passing thoughts. But for me, it's, it's, it has nothing to do with anything else in my life. It's like, that person's struggling with that. I'm like, I didn't think that. The other day, I was picking, and I had such turmoil in my heart. The Lord said, that person's demon-possessed. And I thought, God, what am I supposed to do? Because you didn't tell me to go pray with them. And, and like, I just, I just saw them from a distance, and I felt that in my heart. Like, it's just a passing thought. I just glanced at him. It was right before a board meeting. And I was like, okay, God, what am I supposed to do? Because, like, I have a board meeting in 30 minutes. And I look over, and I just had that passing thought. And then I look over at him as he's walking, and he's, he's doing this number, and he has a a bag full of water, um, like water bottles, and he throws it in the middle of the road, and then he does this, and then he runs out in the middle of the road and picks up all his, I'm like, what's going on here? And then, like, I'm loading the pizzas for the board meeting up in um, my car, and I look at him, and we meet eyes, and he stops, and I stop, and we're about 30 yards apart, and it was like, I know that you know that I know that you know, moment and I'm praying saying God 
what do you want me to do right now? And I, I, I didn't feel led to go pray with them. I really didn't. It was just like the Holy Spirit told me. And so I started praying for him. And then he runs out through traffic. I'm like, okay. And so I'm like, God, why would you do this? It was a passing thought, but I felt it so firmly. And then he was talking to himself like a crazy person, like not, not just like a normal crazy person. Like, an, like I, I probably look crazy half the time, but like he was, and I, I had to call um, my, my in-laws and I said, I don't know what to do with this. Because I know that we, I have, the Lord has laid some stuff on my heart for this board meeting that we need to do as a church. I know that because I prayed about this. I don't know what to do here. And my mom, my mother-in-law, she said, I bet the Lord laid that on your heart so you could pray with him. So when you do encounter him, he'll be ready to receive. And as soon as she said that, I just knew that was God. It was just a peace overtook me. I said, okay. But what I'm getting at is I had to learn the voice. I'm still learning the voice. There are times I'll walk up to people and I say, hey, can I pray with you? And they're like, nope. I'm like, okay. Well, but that's how you learn. For some people, they just have a knowing. Like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. I know that this is God. I, he didn't tell me. It wasn't a passing thought. I just know. I just know. And how, how do we learn the voice? Well, we step out in faith. We, we walk. And, and also, we spend time with him in his word. We learn his word because the voice of the Holy Spirit will never contradict the word of the Lord. It will not do it. If you have a passing thought go through your head that contradicts, like, oh, yeah, you should date a non-Christian or a non-believer. You shouldn't. Like, no, that's not God. It doesn't, like, it, the Holy Spirit does not contradict the written word of God. Never. It only affirms it, only builds it up. But what I'm getting at is when you learn the voice, walking in the gifts becomes easier. Because then their gift Sky got a bike. She still has a bike. She does not use a bike. It is in our garage. I'm thinking about spray painting it black for Peyton. <laughs> but I can't make her use it. The other day, though, we were walking, and we bumped into one of her classmates. And her classmate had a bike just like this. Didn't have training wheels on it, though. And her classmate, same age, jumped on that bike and took off. This guy's like, she could ride without training wheels. I'm like, yeah. And so as after a time of them playing, we walked. She's like, how could she ride without training wheels? I said, well, she was willing to step out. She was willing to fall down. She was willing to get it wrong. She was willing. Uh, no, I'm talking about a bike, guys. I'm not talking about the gifts. Or am I? She is willing to step out. She is willing to get it wrong. She is willing to fall down. She was willing to get back up to learn how to use it. And it takes time and consistency to learn to ride a bike. And the more, the more I think about these gifts... 
How do you receive? Well, it's easy to receive. You just say, okay, God, I want that. But how do you use? How do you open and use? That's the question. Because a gift should be opened. And a gift should be used. Because it's not about you. The Lord has given you a gift for someone else. Isn't that what he said? In verse 7, a spiritual gift is given to each of, each of us so we can help each other. And when the church gets spiritually constipated and we won't allow the gifts to flow through us, we actually hurt ourselves. We don't just hurt ourselves, we hurt the whole church when we don't allow the gifts of the Spirit. And it's a supernatural thing. These are supernatural gifts. They don't make sense to the natural world, but we serve a natural God. Too often we let uh, a natural mind and rationalization enter the church, and the church is a supernatural organization serving a supernatural God. And we try to rationalize out these gifts. And they, don't, they will not make sense to a rational mind. That's why we have to have the mind of Christ. We have to have the mind of the Spirit to understand what God's doing. So we can use them. Because God is a supernatural God. He uses the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. He uses the weak things of the world to shame the strong. It's upside down on backwards kingdom. He doesn't do what you expect. Look like a fool. And we have to be willing to look like a fool to the world to walk out these gifts. Every single time the Lord's ever given me a word for someone, and I know that it's God, i got to be honest. I have to step through fear to walk in faith. It's not easy, but it's so worth it. To see the wonder and amazement and the glory to God when, when someone goes, how did you know that? And I, I get to say, man, God told me because he loves you. And then they start crying. And they're like, wow, I thought I was, whatever the situation, the story. That's just one, like a word of knowledge. But when we, when we're not even willing to step out. When we're not even willing to fall over, to scrape our spiritual knees, we'll never learn how to use. Because guess what? You're going to get it wrong because you're human. I'm going to get it wrong because I'm human. I'm not Jesus. He's the only man that's ever walked the face of the earth that heard the Holy Spirit perfectly every single time. But the gifts are given to you and to me for each other. And you might have a word stored up in you for someone. You're like, oh, is that me or is that God? My question is, and I always ask myself this, would the enemy tell me to do this? Is it uplifting? Is it building? And does it point people to Jesus? I just ask myself a couple questions. And then if I could say, okay, that's not uplifting, but it does point people. Because sometimes the Lord will he'll discipline you in love, 
but it won't be condemned. I ask, does this condemn? If it condemns, then it's not from God, because God doesn't condemn. But it might, it might be confrontational. God does confront, but it's loving. It embraces. It, and I, I just ask, would the enemy tell me to pray for this person? Would the enemy tell me to say this? And if I say, if I, if I come, c- conclude after running it through the scripture that I know in my heart, and I say, no, the enemy wouldn't, then I ask myself another question. What do I have to lose? What do you have to lose? Because the gifts are for you. The Holy Spirit has these gifts for you for someone else. And you might have a word. You might not even know you're being used. But you might just have an encouragement. I just really want, I, like, I just really need to call that person and encourage them. Like, for, for some reason, I just need to do that. Or just call and check on them. Do it. And you might just end up speaking life into them. And the Holy Spirit might use you. It's not just for the corporate setting like right now. Yeah, I want to see gifts used in a corporate setting, absolutely, because they're for the body. But I want to see us walk out these gifts because they're for you. I can't make my daughter ride this. But I can tell you what made her want to ride it. When she saw her friend riding it, and she saw the freedom She saw the empowerment. She saw what her friend was able to do, how fast her friend was able to go. She saw that, and she says, I want some of that. I want some of that. And so I said, okay, sis, that means you're going to have to put in the work. That means you have to be willing to fall down, right? She said, okay, Dad. I said, okay, when it's not raining, we're going to learn how to ride this. I believe you could do it in a couple days. Okay, Dad. And she got excited because she saw someone else operating in her gift. The enemy would say, well, that's just them. That's for them. Oh, that's just their gifting. How many times have you heard that in your life? I've heard that my whole life. Oh, they're just operating in their gifting. They really, and what I've discovered, though, was that's just an excuse for you not to operate in yours. Oh, man, now you had to go there. I've said that. Oh, they're just operating in their gifting because I didn't want to operate in mine. God has a gifting. The Holy Spirit has gifts for us. Receive it. It's so easy to receive. It's just, it's so easy. It's just... mine then it just takes a little bit to open it you know the Holy Spirit doesn't force you to open it I don't force my kids to open presents but then it just takes a little bit to open it but if if I just open it and just look at it it's no good to me it's still a three musketeer but it's not going to do anything for me. Like, technically, there is calories, so it might provide energy. 
It, it might, since there's calories there. But what I'm getting at is if I just leave it like that, it will never do anything for me or those around me. Receive. Just receive. It's a gift. Just receive. You don't have to do anything to earn the gifts of the Spirit. You don't have to... You, you don't have to try to be extra special, extra holy. In fact, that's really insulting to God when we try to earn things from him that are free, like salvation. Well, I need to read my Bible a little more. That's probably true, but not to get salvation. Um, I need to pray a little more. There's, not, there's never too much prayer. That's probably true, but not to earn something from God. Um, I need to do something. I, I need, I need, no, no, you, you just need to chill. That's what you need to do. You just need to chill. And receive. Just rest in God. Receive from God. Because he's a good gift giver. He's a great gift giver. He wants to bless you with awesome gifts. He wants to blow your mind with gifts. He wants to use you powerfully in his kingdom. And all you have to do is receive. There's nothing you can do to earn these gifts. You just let him give them to you. But once he gives it to you. Open it. Open it. And use it. Open it and use it. We want to see God move. We want to see his power fall on the earth again to bring about revival, to see people transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ, right? I can't be the only one that wants to see people in a, in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ, those who are far from him and those who are near to him. We want to see that. Then we got to be willing to use the gifts he gives us Because God set the church on earth for this purpose. It's not for us to sit and just get and get and get and get constipated spiritually and not let him flow through us. The gifts are for you, for God to use through you so he can be glorified in you. And God wants to use every single one of us to grow his kingdom. That's why he put the church on earth. And when we don't operate in the gifts of the Spirit, and we're not even willing to learn, like my daughter, set in the garage for almost a year, she received it but it's just sitting there. She's used it like maybe three times in a year. That's kind of how the gifts seem to operate in the church. Well, I hit my quota for this year. See you next year, God. And I find that the gifts flow out of intimacy with God. They really do. As we spend time with the Lord, as we pray and seek him because we love him, not because we want to earn anything, not because we're working an angle, 
but just because we just want to know our Heavenly Father and love on Him and let Him love on us. When we have the intimacy, man, we, we just we start learning His voice. He starts laying things on our heart. It might be a scripture reference. It might be a, hey, call that person. It, like He just starts doing things when we have intimacy with Him. And here pretty soon, you're operating in the gifts, and you're not even trying to because it flows out of intimacy. You received it. You opened it, and you did it, and it just happened naturally because you're intimate with God. But what we can't do is just let things sit in the garage. Let's use it. Let's use it. Let's use it. What I don't want to happen today, if you're having any thoughts of condemnation, let's rebuke that in the name of Jesus. This, it might be confrontational, but um, you are fully righteous, God loves you, and God is wanting to prepare his church for outpouring of his spirit in these last days. And he's placed me here to challenge us to be a part of it. I want C1 to be the epicenter of what God does in Columbia. And I want to pour into all the other churches. I want to help them reach this city. But we got to be the church, and we got to be everything that God wants us to be. And so how, how, how do we respond to a message like this? How, how do we? Because we can come forward, we can come forward and we can pray, and that's a good place to start, it's a good place to start is to pray, say, Lord, I just want to receive, Lord, I, I just, I, I want to, I want to open, so to speak, and I want to use, that's a good place to start, but I, I truly believe that it has to be more than just a a, a moment in, in prayer. This is like a daily thing. This is, I wake up in the middle of the night, Lord, use me. I wake up in the morning, Lord, use me. I wake up, or <laughs> I wake up in the afternoon. I don't take naps. Um, but throughout the day, Lord, use me. This is a, 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 a daily decision, sometimes an hourly decision, to say, God, use me. Help me, Lord, whatever it looks like. And if, if you don't feel the leading of the Holy Spirit in the gifts, then great. Go about and keep seeking Jesus. But what, what I'm getting at is it's a life surrendered as we surrender to the Spirit of God in the everyday, in the nuances of our life, these gifts flow out of that. They just do. And this can be a launching pad. Don't get me wrong. The, the altars can be a launching pad. But so often what I've seen is 
people come forward and they have a good cry and then they feel better and they associate their emotions with the real move of God in their heart and yet they go out and then they hit that pavement and they hit that car and that struggle's still there, that, that thing is still there, that, that doubt is still there. And it's going to be there because the enemy doesn't want you to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. He hates you guys and he hates me. That's encouraging. You're going to end with that, Ryan? Yes. Because I want us to decide no matter whether we get out and we feel the same way, we're going to surrender to God. And it's not just at an altar. It's behind a steering wheel. It's, behind, it's as you lay in bed at night. It's, it's, it's as you walk into Walmart. I'm just going to live a life surrendered and say, God, use me where you want. Use me how you want. Lord, I receive the gifts. I just receive them. And Lord, help me to use them. Give me wisdom. And you know what? Be willing to get things wrong. And if you get something, say you step out and you get something completely wrong. Like, man, the Lord really laid this on my heart for you. And that person's like, yeah, that's not me, man. Well, I would rather fail in faith than not have faith. Because you don't know whether that person's being honest or not. That person might be like, oh, my gosh, they're spot on. And they're just saying, uh-uh, this is weird. How do they know that? You don't know. Step anyways. Don't let, that, don't let a skin spiritual knee keep you from using the gifts again. Well, I stepped out, and, and I was wrong. I, a, a, a person once asked Smith Wigglesworth, who, who was a prolific faith healer. Like, that guy, he would punch a grandma, and she'd get healed. He would kick a baby, and she, like, like he was crazy. He just did what the Lord, like, there was crazy stories. He would, like, kick people, and they get healed. Like, I'm, it's, I'm not saying I'm going to do that. If you see me up here warming up during worship, though, you know, like, but, but he would... If I'm kicking someone, it's for a different reason. So, but he, he was a prolific faith healer. And someone walked up to him and said, how come when you pray for people, people get healed? He, I pray for people, no one gets healed. And Smith Wigglesworth asked him. And FYI, Smith Wigglesworth, he was a plumber by trade. So if you think that you have to have qualifications... He had the same qualifications as Mario from a video game. I want you to understand that. So if you think you have to have qualifications to be used by God, you're completely wrong. God doesn't care what your qualifications are. He just wants to use you. He just wants you to be obedient. And so he's, he said, how many people have you prayed for? He's like, 20. He said, go pray for 600. Go pray for 600. The guy was frustrated. The people I pray for aren't getting healed. He prayed for 20, which that's still a good number. That's a good place to start. But he said, go pray for 600. Go pray for 600. I'm telling you, the more you do it, the more your faith grows, the more you trust, the more you learn. You learn the voice of the Holy Spirit. You start going, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, this is God. I know that I know that I know that I know. So I'm going to challenge us today to live a life with our hands up, surrender to God, to say, God, use me.
because I want to use the gifts you've given me. And use the gifts through me. I challenge you guys to pray this. Lord, help me not just to receive these gifts. Help me operate in these gifts. And he will. And, and how he does it is he'll give you opportunities to use them. He'll give you opportunities to use them. That's how you learn to use them. You learn to ride a bike not by watching YouTube videos. You learn to ride a bike by riding a bike. You learn the voice of the Holy Spirit by stepping out on what you think is the Holy Spirit. You learn the gifts of the Spirit by stepping out in the gifts of the Spirit. This is the practical side of our faith that God wants us to walk out. Father, I pray right now for your church that your anointing will fall upon them. And Holy Spirit, I pray that as we surrender to you with our hands up and we say, God, use me. I pray that we have a posture to receive the gifts that you want to give us, that we open the gifts that you want to give us, and, Father, that we use the gifts. Even if it takes some learning to learn your voice, to learn these gifts, Lord, help us to not shy away because we don't understand, but help us to walk boldly in faith. It takes faith to walk out these gifts. It takes faith to to. to to do something supernatural because we are in the natural, but God, you are supernatural and you do supernatural things every day through people that love you. So Father, I pray that you will move supernaturally through your church. Holy Spirit, have your way. Use us to reach this community with the gospel of Jesus Christ and that gospel supernaturally changes that which is dead to life. Oh God, I pray that your spirit will fall upon us. We don't just need revival. Oh God, we need an outpouring of spirit and fire, oh Lord, that we might walk in everything that you have for us. Not to shy away one little bit, but to walk in authority and power in the name of Jesus that we use these gifts that you so freely given and that we receive openly. And that all glory... All majesty, all praise goes to you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Glorify yourself in this place. Glorify yourself in C1. Glorify yourself in your church. Have your way in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I love you guys. I'll see you next week.